Mary Lloyd's horse of frost, star horse and white horse of the sea, is carried to us. The dead return. Those exiles carry her, they who seem holy and have put on corruption, they who seem corrupt and have put on holiness. They strain against the door. They strain towards the fire which fosters and warms the living. The living who've cast them out from their own fear, from their own fear of themselves into the outer loneliness of death, rejected them and cast them out forever. The living cringe and warm themselves at the fire, shrinking from that loneliness, that singleness of heart. The living are defended by the rich warmth of the flames which keeps that loneliness out. Terrified, they hear the dead tapping at the panes. Then they rise up, armed with the warmth of firelight and the condition of scorn. It is New Year's night. Midnight is burning like a taper, will be blown out. It is the moment of conscience, the living moment, the dead moment. Listen. Oh, crouch and cringe by the bounding flame and close your eyelids fast. Out of the breath of the year we came. The breath of the year has passed. The wits of a skull are far too great being out of the hands of the clock. When Mary Lloyd knocks on the door, in charity, answer that knock. Um, I think that might be my horror fetish, in fact. My favourite genre of horror movie is Boats. Oh, I found a feather in my garden today. It must have been an angel. I almost punched a little kid at Kamikaze who was dressed as a zombie because it scared the shit out of me. Horror exactly. movies are too goddamn long, right? One hour and 28 minutes is a perfect movie. This is, this is it. This is for me now. I'm like, oh, this is, I'm, I'm fucking in. Beautiful. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Uh, you wouldn't fucking believe how long it just took Corey and I to clap at the same fucking time, man. <laughs> uh, welcome, friends. Really welcome, welcome, friends, to Jack of War Graves, episode 17. Woo! It's um, our pre-Christmas episode. It is. It's it, look. Hey, with the word being what it is, this is about as festive as I'm probably gonna fucking get over the next couple of weeks. Uh, you can hear the joy in your voice. It's just exuding from you. I'm fucking done, man. <laughs> I am so fucking done. Let's start caroling. Uh, yeah. Veering between anger and despair and this kind of manic sort of things are so fucked. It's hilarious sort of vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? When feeling that. Yeah, 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 yeah. When when it when it actually becomes funny, it becomes fucking hilarious as fuck because you know, because things are so fucking grim. But then that hilarity can just turn on a sixpence or turn on a dime, yeah, <laughs> depending on where you're listening. Um <laughs> nice. to to just becoming dark. <clears throat> yeah. But look, hey, uh, this is Joag, so dark is dark is dark is on brand, isn't it? Dark is fine. Dark is our brand, but a happy kind of dark, a, a, yes. a dark that hopefully uh, brings people some joy. And and, and this week, uh, I mean, despite of the darkness, we had um, we've had some fun. We've had some mm. good times. Yep. Um, specifically, the uh, the first ever inaugural Joag watch along. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was so much fun. It was. It was terrific. It was terrific. Uh, we got a bunch of our. 
uh, friends of the cast on Discord, uh, which which is a thing I've learned. Which is a thing now that Mark um, knows about. Uh, hit play on just uh, one of the absolute greatest movies of all time, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and just enjoyed enjoyed seeing it play out. Enjoyed seeing people's reactions. Uh, our good friend Paul Paolo from Cardiff um, saw it with fresh eyes, and uh, and I was absolutely delighted to see how well it landed. How how yeah. you know all of the all of the gags in that movie that should have landed landed big time it was just an absolute yes. pleasure to see it almost with fresh eyes again watching it vicariously for the first time um, a I've real said treat. before that that's like you know how I love watching Jaws with people for the first time mm. and watching people react to yep. you know especially the Ben Gardner jump scare and all that kind of yep. stuff like just yep. how much fun that is and even though we weren't like we were just chatting through this people reacting to it yeah, it still had this magic to it. Although my sister came in just in time for one like real good jump scare, and I got to actually witness her jump <laughs> and then just start laughing maniacally because she was it was just so funny. Um, but watching everyone react like that and enjoy it and pull out bits of it that you know I hadn't really thought about in a long time. I've yes. watched this movie many times before, but really when you get to see other people's fresh eyes or yep. even other people who have seen it before, there are people who have who were in that chat who have seen it plenty of times so we're still bringing in comments and whatnot that I never really thought about before so. it is it's a thrill and that that particular scare that very same scare it got me and, and yeah. you know what I mean the, the <laughs> a, a fucking died in the wall Elm Street nerd it actually got me Wah! gave me one yeah. of those did not see it coming absolutely yeah. beautiful um and even though she didn't make watch along she was responsible for birthing the hashtag Elm Street by Xmas yes uh, another good friend of the podcast, my friend and uh, now hopefully yours, Mia Barnes, uh, has actually risen to the occasion and has completed the journey. She is actually yeah. just a now. Yeah, <laughs> literally about 15 <laughs> minutes ago, um, <laughs> has watched the movie and is right now going to join us and share her thoughts. So let's go let's over to, to that. about it. Mm -hmm. Our first ever returning guest, our yes. first ever two-timer. Um, Mm -hmm. I am. My wife is starting to call me her semi-regular feature. <laughs> Very nice. Well, that's good, I suppose. Good news. He's <laughs> <laughs> thought about it like <laughs> And allow me, if I may, to be the first to offer my congratulations for getting to M Street by Xmas. You did it. I did it. I did it. Here I am. It wasn't much of a journey. It was, it was quite a jolted journey. Yeah, a journey, a journey of two steps is a journey nonetheless. <laughs> That's Look, a good point. I ended up in a destination. I got there, you know. Yeah. There you go. That sounds very, like a journey for me. Recently, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're we're in the business of helping people achieve their dreams. I don't know if you know that. So you know, very when true, you set a goal, Joag is you with you. You've got me there. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so the goal, of course, uh, began at the start of this podcast um, with the Elm Street by Xmas hashtag, which came after you listened and you were like, hey, there's a couple of these things that um, I actually kind of like. Um, and you you rewatched those or watched one that was new. I can't remember exactly what they were. And then we dragged you straight in uh, with the remake of Evil Dead. And uh, yeah, just bathed you in that horror. And yeah determined that we were still going to make sure that Elm Street by Xmas happened. Mm -hmm. You have watched it now. 
Uh, do we start, you think, with another expectations reality? I think that's a good, uh, what were your expectations? Oh, yes. That's a hell of a place. I mean, being a, a, a very close friend of mine for many, many years, Barnes will have heard me banging on about mm. M Street time and time again. She's aware of my kind of, I, I describe myself as an M Street nerd. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's a series which is very, very dear and, and close to my heart. And I think that came across in the chat last night. So I would love to know, Barnes, based on what you've heard about this movie from me over the fucking years, decades, in fact, <laughs> what, what were you expecting going in? I wasn't, I was expecting a bit more of a, of a, of a gore fest. Mm. I wasn't yeah. expecting actually to be as frightened as I was. Yes. Oh, that's good. Ooh, love that. Mm. That's good to hear. There were some <laughs> things, there were some very clever things that, that they did, which yep. uh, will, I think, probably give me pause over the next week or two, for sure. Oh, wonderful. Mm. Specifically, what 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 were the bits that you thought? Oh, oh I can tell you straight away. The fucking bath. What's that about? I'm never having another bath in my life. <laughs> no, right. So we have oh, the. I'm never getting into bed again. Never. <laughs> yeah, the places that you're supposed to relax are not oh. safe. Your bed and your bathtub in this. We've got Nancy getting a claw between never the legs. What was that about? But it was the it was the it was the falling from out of the bath into somewhere else. I mean, I'm never. I mean, at the very least, I'm keeping my eyes open. And I'm very glad that phone technology has moved on and we don't have receivers like that anymore because that was not nice. The mouth phone thing was not yep. nice. <laughs> oh, that was not nice. Uh. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a reason why those two, uh, those two pieces that you mentioned there have become two of the most iconic kind of you know cultural memories of that movie the 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 claw coming out of the bath towards nancy the, yeah. the tongue sticking out of the phone they you know uh, uh, during the watch along last night our our friend of the podcast paul described it as uh adding brand new language to the kind of the the vocabulary of horror and that's exactly mm -hmm. what that done those were two things that had never been seen before brand new fucking messed up dreamlike imagery and it absolutely thrills me to hear that they landed with your into your fresh eyes you know what is 1984 so that's a good uh quick it's math. a year older than me help me out there 36 fucking 36 year old movie 36 years later still has the power to kind of give oh, no, definitely give. yeah definitely mm. but i think good. there's something about the 1980s ish of it of it mm. is that i think where evil dead i found a bit I found it too easy to mock it, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think because this was, you know, totally of its time, uh, its intention was still very much firmly there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, or it did, yeah, no, definitely. <clears throat> or there were definitely a few bits. And actually his running at the beginning, when you first, oh, yes. <laughs> oh there's just yes. something yes. about a, a, a funny run. You know, mm. a funny run is quite frightening, you know. Those, sure. I mean, you, you listen to him talking about the choices that he made in his performance in that film. Those are all totally intentional. Uh, running like a freak. And yeah. um, the, the kind of thing the, the kind of thing he does with his arm, his claw arm, he kind of hangs it down by the side of his body in this kind of classic Kruger stance. All totally intentional choices that he made and oh. have become just they just just works it just fucking works the face off at the beginning like mm. you know i wasn't expecting that and was uh repulsed so you know that mm. definitely 
did the did the trick. <laughs> Can I ask which was your favorite kill of the film? Because there are some absolutely iconic kills in that movie. Did you have a did you, was the one that particularly stood out? I think uh, probably for the wrong reasons one stood out. Mm-hmm. which was the incredibly quick uh, death of, of, of by hanging. I think that was... Oh, probably, yeah. I was disappointed that I was so quick. Um, <laughs> to the point of changing colour immediately. And, um, yeah. yeah. He did, he did he was, go kind of blue with it, didn't he? He was yeah. immediately but, pasty. But, like. but the, 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 the sheet moving, yeah. you know, that, that was really like, frightening. Yeah, and you've got, like, that, sort of Nancy helplessly like you know witnessing all of this happening you know and as yep. freddie's yeah. coming in they're like ha 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 i'm about to yeah. kill your friend yeah. just like we said on discord last night freddie is a creepy Sorry. bastard in that movie just looking up and just almost uh, drinking it in reveling in it yeah yeah he's creepy as fuck. like honestly of all of those you know big horror baddies of that the early days of horror baddies mm-hmm. the ones that they have made millions of movies of since then he is the creepiest by far. I mean, yeah. there's a reason that he's he's such an icon. He really gets into your head. And I mean, mm-hmm. also that it's about nightmares. So it lends itself to that. But everything about his physicality uh, and the way that he's sort of leering. And uh, I can't. I wish I could remember how I put it last night, but he's like, he's giddy and creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves know? it. He absolutely he just loves revels. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's great. And it's the anticipation of him because actually, I think I was expecting to see him a lot more mm-hmm. in the film. And actually, it's the anticipation of that 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 started to mm. <laughs> to yeah. wind me up a bit. To be honest, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the the version of the character by the end of the series of films and the version that you see in the first one are completely different. You know, mm-hmm. he turns into this wisecracking pop culture icon. He turns into this almost you know a kind of club comedian of horror with a one-liner for every fucking kill you know mugging to the camera ridiculous dream sequences uh but this guy this fucking guy you you know you almost get glimpses of what he was like before getting burned up just a horrible sadistic uh you know leering giggling the 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 i think it's the bit where he's chasing tina just before he cuts off his fingers oh, yeah yeah when he's like hey look at this. brilliant <laughs> and he, he does he does this weird kind of high-pitched kind of <laughs> kind of weird pedo laugh that you never that we never see again during the series but it just <laughs> um and that opening montage where he's welding his gloves together and you can you just oh. uh, uh, I made this pervert I made breathing over it yet again diy montage twice in this film did you make a claw this time oh, though too no, no, look, come on, I finished 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were way more prepared with the, uh, the really DIY was. stuff for <laughs> Resident Evil. Pandemic. I mean, for Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you're right, that is, we have shown you two films. There was, there was, there was much, hang on, what else was there? There was, um, I had no idea Johnny Depp was in it. Had no oh. idea. Yeah, that one of my favorite moments in our um, chat along is that there just happens to be a moment when Johnny Depp is like, who would want to kill me? And everyone was like, Hannah Quinn, I did have one of those, uh, one of those little, oh, hang on. Oh man, what happened to you, Johnny? You used to be beautiful. I mean, really, really. Um, 
it's I mean it's it's by no means a Christmas film, but we did we did draw out no. <laughs> during the during the chat last night. There are lots of there's at least two very strong Home Alone parallels. Yeah, right? there was definitely some Home Aloneness, definitely. Um, you've got Johnny Depp kind of um, lying to his mother while playing sound effects on his eighties boombox. Yeah, just like Kevin does on his top boy. You could doing, you doing. You know, you've got hammers, hammers attached to strings. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Booby traps. Um, ah, mm-hmm. uh, Barnes. I'm, 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 it's, it seems. Would it be fair to say that you enjoyed that more than Evil Dead 2013? Definitely. Nice. So I'd like to know, I'd like, I would like advice as to whether we should watch, as, as somebody who hasn't seen any of them, should I just stop there? Should I no. watch any of the any of the next ones? Absolutely, yes, you should. Um, I mean, like I've said, this, the series changes tone drastically from movie to movie, right? Uh, the second one, how would you categorize the second one, Corey? Categorize? There's a, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack in part two. It's a yeah, it's a very, very different movie. Um, it's uh, it's a gay movie, yeah, which completely. the first one is not. Um, homo erotic subtext absolutely just shoots through that movie. Yeah, what year are we for, for number two? I want to say 80, uh, 80 uh, it came quite hot on the heels <laughs> of the first one, so it's 85 or 86. Yeah, and it, I think it, it plays a little bit sillier but it almost because it takes itself so seriously that yes. it plays ser- sillier than the first one does um mm-hmm. so there it's a yeah that's a it's a weird there's movie. a lot going on there's, there's a, a lot, lot going, on, going on with it and then okay, you've got well, part I'll three do, i'll do the next one and i'll yeah. let you know yeah if, if, if you haven't got the stomach to go through the entire series right at least get to part three um, which is widely regarded as one of the best fantasy slash horror movies of the 80s. It is a masterpiece. There is such a phenomenal pedigree of talent working on that fucking film. Written by Frank Darabont, right? Um, you've got a fucking Angelo Badalamenti soundtrack. You've got, it's it's just the the um, mechanical effects by Screaming Mad George. It is, everybody on part three is fucking shooting at the top of their game. It is brilliant. It is an absolute masterpiece. Yeah, so at least three, okay. at least three of them. We'll just check in. <laughs> now oh. then, now you mentioned music. I thought the music was fantastic. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And just, you know, you know, there was some excellent uh, change of rhythm to, to running, which I enjoyed yep. very much. It really, it um, really, I was with them, you know. And when all else fails, just fucking mash your hand on the keyboard. <laughs> work, right? Yeah, the thing is that, like, it well, shouldn't really work lightly. that well. well yeah, really lightly. lightly. Either yeah. way, it shouldn't work that well, because normally when we look back at stuff like that, it's it's doing the stuff that we think of as cheesy and dated and, like, it doesn't work and it takes us out, but it does it so well oh, no, that it, it, absolutely the tone would be entirely different without that exact score and the sound everything that they sort of do sound wise in that film yeah is i really enjoyed that there was yeah. um now then um there was something that i noticed and i don't know whether it was just my eyes were just i don't know but there were two kind of comedy comedy pet wall hanging references so oh, wow. there was the there was the the kind of the uh fabric hanging with the dogs was it in the background of the boiler yeah, uh, down, downstairs in the basement. Yeah, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that did catch my eye. And then mm. in 
in the um in the crazy institute for dream study <laughs> the, the crazy scientist who i'm not sure what science he was doing had um had a crazy a crazy uh cat on a tram poster on the wall behind him and i wondered whether there was any significance to these yeah, are these easter curious, eggs of some kind curious interesting quirky huh quirky pet references um, <laughs> in the background. I don't know. I'm sure someone has dissected this somewhere. Someone has looked at like, why are these particular things on the walls here? I would Certainly like, warrants further study, I would say. Yeah. I, I really would like somebody to come back to me on this because particularly yep. that the cat on the tram is quite distracting. Um, you know, it's, it's got to be there for a reason. Continue. I'm going to Google this while you guys talk. I only found out last night that that doctor, whatever he's a doctor of exactly, in the fucking Sleep Institute, voice of Roger Rabbit. Yeah. No. Every time I see him in anything, I'm like, it's Roger Rabbit. Really? <laughs> had no idea. I found on uh, on the Google someone had um, circled that poster and just wrote what. What? Let's let's see if we uh, can get an answer on this. Yeah, it's just a cat on the San Francisco trolley. I don't know. He's got other stuff behind him too. He's got like like just like a a picturesque mountain scene back there. Like this must have just been something they like the set designer just like came across somewhere and was like yeah that's going in the movie i don't know where we're gonna put it but that's going in there just fell in love with it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't see an explanation for it but i will get back to you if i find one oh, and equally the uh the dog towel or whatever it is that's <laughs> whatever that is <laughs> I, it, you're right it was it was some sort of printed towel was it a riff on the the famous dogs playing poker photo was it that uh it wasn't quite there were definitely dogs in formation, but it wasn't close yeah. enough to, to be. Ooh, dogs in formation sounds like a great band name, Isn't doesn't it? it? No, it's yeah. more of a first album, no? I think they're the support act, I think. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Who the fuck are these guys? Dogs, dogs, dog something. <laughs> I think Marge, I think Marge had the most uh 80s hair makeup palette oh, i've seen yeah, in a yeah, yeah, yeah. long time um, i mean there was some early she, scenes she featured a lot in color. the chat all of yeah. them color everything everything like my gosh she uh i am convinced like she you know every once in a while you watch something and there appears to be like one actor who is in an entirely different movie than the rest yeah. of the actors and that's her like she mm -hmm. was in like a soap opera or like something from like 1935 she was not acting in nightmare on elm street but i loved every she came second in from blade runner mate she wandered yeah. in from blade runner straight up was that, that scene at the top of the stairs just where she's going to reveal <laughs> i noticed that as well <laughs> i mean it just... was you know, she might as yeah. well have had you know a feathery <laughs> silk gown and a, and a very large marble <laughs> kind of um cigarette holder just yes. casually slugging from a bottle of schnapps on the fucking stage. Yeah. What an incredible woman. What an incredible woman. For sure. For sure. It was a good one. I enjoyed it. I can I can understand and appreciate your love for it, I think. Oh. Good. Barnes, listen, I without being flippant for a fucking second, that means an absolute lot to me. That does it means an absolute load that you committed and you fucking stuck with it and you got it watched and you've come back and told of the tale. So yeah, sincere thanks.
Yes, thank you. We very much appreciate it. Mia Barnes, my friend, joining us on the Joag journey once again for a record-breaking second time. Thank you very much indeed. It's been a treat. Cheers, team. Okay. What are we talking about now? Um... Uh, I don't know. I mean, in case it's escaped your attention, it is actually fucking Christmas this week. Yeah, it kind of has escaped my attention, to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, I looked at... Um, I've been looking at my um, archive on Instagram mm. lately, just because obviously I have nothing to contribute to mm-hmm. my Instagram other than me like lip syncing to things and whatever. <laughs> um, so I have nothing interesting in my life at the moment. The last oh. time I left my house aside from the hospital was like uh, it was December 2nd. Jesus, <laughs> really? Yeah. I have not been beyond my porch since December 2nd. Uh, so I've been looking at my archive lately to, to, you know, see what was up. Um, where was I going with that? Where did we start this sentence? I just briefly, um, it's been said, uh, Helms, I think said it to me uh, uh, a week or two ago that one of the things that people seem to enjoy about this podcast isn't so much the content, but it's Mm. that, you know, we'll go down rabbit holes occasionally and we'll talk about kind of related topics um, look, this week, if you enjoy the rabbit holes, you're in for a fucking treat, yes. mate, because it's all rabbit holes. There's bunnies <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> bunnies, bunnies, bunnies. You get a bunny. You get a bunny. What I'm saying is we got no rabbit. we got no content, right? So this is all going to be kind of yeah, <laughs> just shooting the breeze about things. It occurs oh, to me that it's... Just... Remember when you sent me that box of apple drinks? <laughs> I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> I was drawn to the admission, and I, I call it a confession. On the side of the box, it said zero percent juice. That's this week's episode, mate. Zero percent juice. Zero percent juice. No yeah. content at all. Yeah. It's all rabbit holes, but that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. But I think what I was thinking about was just the fact of like, like not, not going anywhere. Oh, the, mm. oh I was looking at the archive, uh, and I saw as I looked at it that today is the twentieth, yes. and I was like. How? Um, And I think part of that is, you know, a lot of how I gauge it being near Christmas is being in my car and the radio stations, the radio station that turns into a Christmas carol station every year. You know, so it's the like one station, every metropolitan has it that Mm. goes from whatever it is the rest of the year, whether it's blank or it's something else uh, and turns into a Christmas carol station. Mm. And I have not had any Christmas carols in my life, you know, and I'm not in a store hearing them or anything like that. All of my cues, all of my markers are gone. So I have no Mm. idea what day it is. It just, I'm like five days. How, how is that Mm. possible? Well, I mean, for those who don't know, I mean, just to add a little bit of geographical context to what's going on currently yesterday, literally yesterday, Mm. uh, because our good friend, Mr. COVID is Mm. very popular in Britain at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kind of the big man on campus. He is getting around um, Mm -hmm. and due to chronic mismanagement and laughable ineptitude uh, in the face of, of, you know, from our leadership in the face of this crisis, uh, there is to be no household mixing. There is to be no travel. There is to be just (sighs) just no uh, convivality uh, at all this Christmas. Which Um, I saw immediately resulted in what. I feel like is like going to be an instant super spreader event. Everyone rushing your trains. 
Oh, you saw that too. Yeah, you saw that too. Yeah, just crowds yeah. and crowds of people trying to get out of London mm -hmm. uh, before they're not allowed to travel for the holiday. Uh, London, which... where, by the way, uh, like a, a huge proportion of COVID cases are now this amazing fucking easily spreadable mutation. <laughs> uh, so that's really uh, cool. It's oh, like it's a so good. Super fun it, thing. <laughs> it's so good. In fact, <laughs> in fact, is uh, this feels like just one more way that Joag has its finger right on the pulse. Didn't we talk mm -hmm. about how quickly and readily and randomly viruses can mutate on a mm -hmm. recent episode? Possibly. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it got mentioned. Um, yeah, it's quite likely, especially because since we were talking about um, extinction look, events last, last look, week, I'm not. I'm not the type to put up a board with red string between fucking things like, <laughs> like Charlie or fucking Always Sunny. But yeah, consensual cannibalism. All of a sudden, a trending topic on Twitter. <laughs> I know. It's, it's just, I just loved that everyone was like <laughs> straight you guys, away. You guys. Did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, not something we thought was going to be relevant that came up on this podcast that's for sure no. didn't see that one coming around i thought that was just me and my weird brain mm. uh and yet i think i think it speaks to our willingness to really plow into those fucking dark corners <laughs> we're, we're almost we're almost anticipating the end times there you go put that in the fucking poster anticipating <laughs> the end times it's jack of all grades no one will ever listen to this again <laughs> Oh, you're back. You're back. You froze there. Yeah, sorry. I don't. Maybe it's just because there's so many people here and using the internet that it mm. just keeps going out. Everybody's on a device somewhere in here. Last night, every single person in this house was playing a video game, but none together. How's, <laughs> They're all just uh, doing different things. How's Keo enjoying Cyberpunk? Oh, I think he likes it. My sister's playing it too, so they're both they're both doing that. I swear to fucking God, if I'm not unwrapping that game on Friday. <laughs> That's it. You're leaving. <laughs> Daddy's you're gonna, gone. <laughs> if I'm not unwrapping that game Friday, you are going to see it on the fucking news, right? <laughs> so. I, all I wanted was the game where I could design my own penis. That's the only thing I wanted. And you can't even give me that. Is that so much to ask? <laughs> Is there a man do on I earth mean, who wants to Do I mean that, that little to you? Should I design my own cock? <laughs> Is this in the cast or no? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll leave it entirely up to you. It's probably going to end up in there. That's what she said. Anyways. <laughs> oh my God, we're so loopy. Friends, the loopiness <sighs> is absurd this week. Um, so... Uh, Do you want to talk Yule Core? Do you want to talk Yule Core yeah, movies? Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about Yule Core. We've been talking about this kind of introduced the topic a couple weeks ago and thus that's given us a little time to sort of simmer think about it um i mean you know in a in a passive sort of way i've done a couple mm. little polls on our instagram and twitter about whether things count as yule core or not which is um <laughs> you call them polls on twitter i call them craven please for content <laughs> <laughs> shh mark <laughs> so you don't have to tell everyone us any, that i do that any so content that we, yeah so that we don't get booted out of everyone's Twitter algorithm. Um, listen, I gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> yeah, so hi everyone. Um, I do like hearing your responses to things. I'm also just using you. Uh, but yep. yeah, so I've put up a few of these these polls though, um, including, uh, I believe, Edward Scissorhands and Batman Returns. Mm. Batman Returns started with a, it came out the gate early with a nah, this is not 
Um, but it came back around again, and by a landslide, people agreed that is Yule. The more you think about favorites. it, it yeah. fucking is. The more you think about yeah. it, I mean, it's a a Christmas film because Christmas factors hugely into the plot. It is a Christmas film. Christmas is mentioned. It's drenched in snow, and mm-hmm. you know, it's as Christmassy as Tim Burton gets. Uh, and does it does it veer into horror? Yep, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some extremely horrific moments in that. Some crazy violence in yeah. that movie. Uh, so that one, I think, you know, at first, if, if you haven't seen it in a long time, you may not, like, quite remember just how Christmassy it, it is and how horror-y it is. It has been a while. It's a, I, I remember it being about as... It's about as Tim Burton as Tim Burton gets yes. that fucking Peak. film. It's got them all. Yeah. All of the tropes are in there. It's just, some, I mean, it's like when you turn it on, you know exactly who it is. You've, and, of course, the score, your your Elfman score. You've got everything about that. Just it turns on. You're like, oh, this is this is a Tim Burton movie. Everything we've come to recognize as one is mm. really just, like, in full swing in that movie. Uh, so, you know, we, we people agree now that is definitely... Yule Core. You watched um, Gremlins. I watched Gremlins recently too, and Gremlins too, both of which are delightful. But you watched oh, it with are. your with your children. Yeah, I watched it today uh, with my two boys, nine and six. That, those aren't their names; those are their ages. <laughs> and in exactly the same way as we saw Elm Street this week, and uh, in exactly the same way as we saw Elm Street this week, and it was a delight to see it land with a fresh audience. Gremlins absolutely came to life today for me through the through the eyes of my two oh. kids oh cory every single laugh every jump scare owen in particular at six is very susceptible to jump scares right oh. I, I i actually watched jaws with them uh, earlier this year and the scare he fucking rocketed off the sofa <laughs> man he almost hit the ceiling <laughs> um, i love that that must be so fun it was great i was i, I was waiting for it like watching him watching him watching him ah! um <laughs> But yeah, the same with Gremlins. The comedy absolutely worked. I didn't. I'd forgotten how, um, how how fucking cartoony Gremlins gets, right? I thought that was just the preserve of the sequel. Yeah, but yeah. Fucking... I mean, the sequel is very cartoony, but yeah. <laughs> the the all right from that scene in Dory's Tavern onwards, the Gremlins yeah. themselves, are, are, their their tunes, you know, what I mean, their tunes yeah. come to life. Um, and it's it's brilliant. They're just the most horrible, belligerent little shitheads. Um, <laughs> and it, it landed. I mean, the kids were desperate for uh, the horrible bitch old lady to get killed. And when she did, they were like, oh, she's going to go uh, really fast in that <laughs> stairlift, didn't she? Um, <laughs> they also picked up on uh, Mr. Futterman's, uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it racism. Uh, oh. Just he, he spends the entire <laughs> film moaning about quote-unquote foreign machinery and ah, foreign rubbish you won't get that from an american like dad is, is that okay dad i was like no not really uh, um, wow oh they're, they're good job kids they're turned on my kids um it, no it, it was a, it was a treat it was an absolute treat uh and that last scene in the department store uh where you know stripe is going for the fountain they were kind of <gasps> you know, breath catching in their throats. It was oh. stunning, a stunning film. And if there's anyone who disagrees, a Christmas movie. It takes place at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Christmas features very heavily in the plot. Gizmo is bought as a Christmas present. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a fucking carol singing scene. It's it's a Christmas film. It's a Christmas yeah. film. You've got the terrible story of the dad in the chimney. 
you know. Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I, I think that's a, a, a Christmas movie through and through. Mm. Uh, mm. And I love that you got to see it, you know, through their eyes. Because, I mean, you know, they're, like, around the age, Owen particularly, particularly mm. um, that I probably was when I when I saw yeah. both of those I mean, movies. And so it's, you know, it's cool it's, to be like, oh, yeah, I love yeah, this too at that age. It's what the left column is all about, isn't it? It's what yes. left column horror Very is all column. about. And as a dad, I'm uh, one of the true, real true pleasures of fatherhood so far has been watching shit that I saw as a kid land again. Right. Um, in in my my progeny, you know, it's great. You you really <laughs> do experience it with fresh eyes for the first time, and yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Hey, I feel like, you know, as as curmudgeonly and grinchy as we may feel right now, or we've uh, unintentionally hit on, like, some Christmas spirit here with the spirit of togetherness and of just wanting to, like, share stuff with people that, mm. you know, we love or share things we love with people and whatnot. So, hey, maybe we're, maybe we're having a little bit of a holly jolly Christmas here. Maybe. I think this is probably as Christmassy as I'm going to feel this week. <laughs> we're we're working on it. We're working on it. But um uh-huh. also Edward Scissorhands was one that you disagreed mm. on Yule Corp, but you were overruled on that. Yeah, um, and the I haven't audience seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. So convince me. Well, the thing about that, I mean, it's like it's a Christmassy time when sort of everything hits the fan in right. Edward Scissorhands. So what are the criteria? Does it specifically call out Christmas? Is Christmas a central pillar of the plot that's a see that is a very good point it is definitely the implication of christmas you've got christmas trees you've got ice sculptures you've got all of this happening like around that time but you're right that i don't think it necessarily you know nobody's singing christmas carols there's no i don't know maybe it's maybe it's pushing if edward scissorhands is 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 yule call because there's snow then okay. fuck well, it. Hold the on, thing hold is on. your call. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it, is. it has to <laughs> be seasonal. It has to call. be about the feeling of it, though. And I feel like you can't watch that, like, you know, part where she is dancing under the oh. uh, ice sculpture as it, like, snows on her. And not I will cry. Feel... I will cry oh. right now. Every time. Do you I, see me like... fucking cry? Listen, it's that kind of time, so... I think I've probably cried in front of you three or four times now, so I think it's it's about time. Every, but every single time I watch that, I'm like an yeah, absolute same. mess. My mother refuses to watch his, watch the movie. She's like, it's too sad. I can't. It is. I it really is. I can't watch that movie. <laughs> One thing, though, was that it, always... Oh, was ahead. it Vincent Price's last film? I don't know if it was, actually. It's got to be towards his last films in it. And that, when I was a kid, I didn't totally understand what happened... So if you have never seen Edward Scissorhands, um, Vincent Price sort of invents Edward, if you will. Um, but he doesn't have, he hasn't finished him, so he doesn't have real person hands. He has little <laughs> knives. Ah, fuck um, it, I'll give him scissors. Yeah, it's, it, even as an interim solution, I feel like he could have done better. But <laughs> it's a little bit of a crackpot. Um, and so if you watch his inventions, they like look like they don't work either. So mm. grain of salt. It never says he's a genius, uh, but he goes to give him hands and he's like presenting them to him and like dies 
as he's giving him the hands. He gift, he gift wraps these hands and everything, doesn't he? Puts them I, in a nice I box. I don't even know if he, like, all I remember, and, and I say this as if I've, it's been a million years. I watched this, like, two weeks ago because I always watch it at Christmas. But it, it's he hand, he's holding the hands in front of him. And then as he, like, dies, Edward goes and, like, kind of reaches for them. And then his hands, like, cut the, his, like, scissor hands cut the waxy hands apart. When I was a kid, I didn't understand exactly, like, that people sometimes, like, have heart attacks and die or things like that. And so I thought Edward accidentally killed him. Like, that he got so excited about his hands that he just, like, (laughs) and, like, that was how I thought this movie went till I was, like, in college and bought a DVD of it for myself and was, like, oh, Oh, that's not what happened. But it was a much more sad and horrific story then when I thought that he had just like gotten so happy about his hands he murdered the person who made it for him and then didn't get the hands on top of it. Like, oh no. The 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 part of the bit of that film that always, always, always gets me, right, is is the moment where and I think it's just after uh Winona Ryder has gone off with her quote unquote friends to do the crime. Right. And he's in clothes pretending to be a normal person and he just fucking snips his fucking clothes off, scrapes the walls, becoming Yeah. You know what I mean? Giving in giving in to what he really is. It's really cool. And it's like mm-hmm. when when uh he's talking to her, it always breaks my heart when like, you know, she she's like, Oh, you must have been so like I can't imagine how you must have felt when you found out whose house it was and he's like, I knew whose house it was. Yeah. I did it for you. And I'm like uh. Come on, come on! Mm. But then the like the end of that movie is bananas because like like a teenager straight dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it kind of is uncommented upon. Like they all the town kind of like loses interest. Like uh, uh, he was kind of a shithead anyway. Fuck yeah, it. <laughs> it's like how like well you'd have to be like a real terrible kid for everyone to be like oh yeah oh but the scissor man <laughs> guy is gone okay. All right, and they just leave him. They just leave the body there, like nobody. Yeah, he's still there now. Um, yeah. I saw a ballet adaptation of Edward Scissorhands on my thirtieth birthday. Went to a theatre in London and saw the the story translated into ballet. Like um, that's like a that's a very bougie thirtieth birthday thing to do. But it, it was suits you nonetheless. Okay. Um. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh. But. Um. Laura knew how I was on a, I was a, a big Tim Burton fan at the time. Yeah. Uh, and she knew how kind of how much that movie meant and means to me. And she took me to see it. It was by a choreographer by the name of Matthew Bourne, who's very eminent. Um, and I'm not I'm not a ballet guy. You might be shocked to hear. Um, <laughs> what? No. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was lovely seeing that the story played out in a different medium. Really nice. Yeah. That feels like something I'd cry a lot during. Hmm. It was very pretty. Yeah, that would activate a lot of feels. Mm. I like that that exists. Do they do that? Like, has it been done again, or was that just a one-off thing? I don't know if it if it tours. I don't know if it's like a live a living production. Uh, yeah. It was. It was for a while. I mean, Matthew Bond has done a load of 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 kind of big name ballet. Okay, I wouldn't know much about that, but that's a category I fail at a lot on Jeopardy. I only and I only know this because of my kind of tangential relationship to theatre. Uh, yeah, so I, right. Uh, you know, um, but yes, he's, he's big in 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 ballet circles. 
I'll take your word for it. I believe you. You seem like you know your stuff. Nobody question. <laughs> what else do we have as, as, I mean, the thing is when it comes to like Yule Core, there's a lot of really obvious Yule Core because um, mm. you have like, you know, there's like um, Krampus or you have Black Christmas or things I'm like that. I'm astounded at how fucking little of this canon I've seen. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Today, just looking through websites at lists of, of Christmas horror, I've seen fucking none of this. None of these films. Why do you think that is? How did you, how did you skip Christmas horror? If I were to speculate, I think it's because with during Christmas, generally you've got family around you. Generally, you've got you know, That's a good point. you know, it's not the time to kind of bang on a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> While the kids are home from school, and, exactly, you know. exactly, and you're certainly not going to watch Yule Core in July. Yeah, uh, I, I might. I don't know. I've been known mm. to pull up a little nightmare before Christmas at odd points. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's that's a very good point. Uh, but there's like there's a ton of that. Santa's sleigh is another one. That's a really absurd one. That's kind mm. of a a fun watch. Um, there's a lot of campy Christmas horror. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I just you know it's it's fun and everything, but I think there's just something to those outliers like Batman, like. Mm. Edward Scissorhands, whether it counts or not. But that's exactly it. It's Edward Scissorhands I count because it sneaks up on you. Like that mm. where it's like, it's not it's not a Christmas movie. I'll grant you that. But it has that air of Christmas that makes you feel like when this time rolls around. Like, it's snowy outside right now, Mark. It is. A, there is a blanket of snow outside of my home. My first white Christmas in a very long time. That's and nice. I I have, I've loved your that. pictures. I've loved seeing it. Uh, but it's yeah the there's the movies like that i think are so fun that you just kind of for whatever reason the vibe is there mm. and you need to watch it at mm. christmas time um i mean everyone's you say shane black right and immediately people go hang on every fucking film you write it's christmas um who is this shane black the oh, writer okay. yeah yeah sorry my my headphone fell out as you were saying <laughs> got you um <laughs> There is a reason why he does that. Uh, he's, he's I didn't know this was a thing somehow. Completely, completely a fucking thing. Every single he do film Iron Man this 3? guy makes. Yes, he did. Yeah, Christmas. Every single film that guy <laughs> puts his name to is set in or around Christmas. Huh. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. And why? Has he discussed through. this? Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Okay. And it makes sense. Okay, um, tell me about it. His his reasoning for literally fucking writing everything at Christmas is that uh, it's a way of putting characters who may be on different sides of the world and mm. having something that they can share in common. Interesting. Yeah. So I could I could write a story <laughs> where I, you know, where you got one guy in Wales, you got somebody else in the states. But if you set that film at Christmas, they are both sharing the same kind of space. Yeah. Oh man. There you go. <gasps> why the holiday is one of the best christmas movies ever totally different spaces but the same same thing Ugh. i like i honestly do you ever enjoy like rom-coms or anything like that yes <clears throat> okay i feel like if you enjoy rom-coms to any degree the holiday this is obviously outside of the purview of this podcast but god damn it people if you haven't watched the holiday, you should watch the holiday. It's like is... Jack Black is somehow a heartthrob in this movie. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Cameron Diaz. Yes. I've seen the holiday. I've seen the holiday. Yeah, the 
holiday. It's so great. Mm -hmm. And they're, yeah, obviously totally, it's the whole point. Part of it's in LA. Part of it is in a cute little cottage in England. Yes. But you have but brought them together by virtue space. of the circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love Actually, man. You've got lots of Love different actually. characters, lots of different stories, all yeah. united because it's Christmas. Yeah, both of those are ones that I watch constantly. Uh, oh, my God, I feel Christmassy as fuck right now. <laughs> oh God. We've also had a lot of rum, but <laughs> the discussion is helpful, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I, uh, that's a very fascinating observation, and it makes total sense now that, yep, now that you put it that way. <laughs> How, I mean, I'm going to... I'm going to say that maybe he's taken it too far because every fucking film the guy makes is, <laughs> is there Christmas. Is there one where I mean, it doesn't work or some that it doesn't well, work? I don't know. Try Easter, mate. Just fucking try a different fucking holiday. <laughs> that doesn't, you can't do that though. Like Easter's <laughs> not. No. Um, one thing that did kind of go wrong in Gremlins, uh, I'm sat here with a nine-year-old and a six-year-old listening to <laughs> Phoebe Cates say, and that's how I found out there is no Santa Claus. <laughs> shit, 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 shit. <laughs> um, I immediately had to dive in. I mean, there is. She's just saying that because she's upset. I'm glad you were able to say that. Uh, would you like an awkward segue? Uh, Santa is by no means the weirdest fucking Christmas tradition that I've learned mm. about this fucking yes. week. <laughs> Tell me more. Oh, uh, man. So, I'm Welsh, right? I'm from Wales. Uh, I lived in Wales until I was 18. No, fucking hell. I lived in Wales until I was, what, 24, 25? <laughs> you forgot uh, you went to university there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, completely. And, <laughs> and that's easily done because the two bits of Wales that I lived in are very, very different. Mm. There's South Wales, or the part of South Wales that I lived in, not a massive uptake on on uh, the Welsh language among adults, at least. This is where you grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, kind of mid to North Wales, where um, our, my good friend Lee is from, vastly higher percentage of Welsh speakers, and um, I don't know, for such a small country and on a global scale, on your scale, Wales no, is right. fucking tiny. Wales is tiny, but very segmented right there's yeah. there's you know which part of wales you're in let's put it i'm like looking that. up the size of wales by the way but you continue do i i bet wales is smaller than your smallest state it can't be that small i think it is i, I someone had already looked how big is google how big is wales compared to a state um wales is bigger than rhode island oh, okay not by much though <laughs> Everything is like but, the whole UK. But anyways, it's fine. I'll I find digress, it right? Yeah. I digress. Uh, I've been reading a lot today about a, <laughs> a fucking... <laughs> and you know this, a Welsh folklore Christmas sort of <laughs> tradition called the Mary Lloyd. Yeah, and I have to say, this was a, a disappointment for me that I, I brought this up months ago uh, as like, oh yeah, this is like the one thing I know about Wales. Um, yep. And a thing that I think a lot of Americans know, because as soon as Facebook became a thing where you could share stuff, yep. this was a thing that would like come up like, oh, did you know Wales has this tradition? And then I brought it up to your friends and everyone was like, the what? The? Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, no, no, this is supposed to be the only thing I know about you and I, you don't know about it? Because, right, so, long story short, right, uh, the Mary Lloyd is a Welsh 
Christmas sort of New Year tradition, apparently, which kicked off uh, the first recorded instances of this going on uh, in the 1800s, right? Early 1800s. Okay. And then it, it, it apparently was in common usage, common prevalence up until the 1900s, 1930s. Okay. And the best to just to categorize this basically <laughs> around Christmas and New Year, right? You get a bunch of local lads, seven or eight local gentlemen and ladies who will take a fucking horse's skull, right? And if this sounds hideous, it fucking is. It's as horrifying as you're imagining if you've never seen Horrible. a picture of it. A piece of carrion, right? A, literally <laughs> a horse's skull of a dead horse. Not a, like a papier-mâché effigy, an actual <laughs> fucking skull of a horse. Um, Pretty it up, make it look all pretty, gussy that fucker up. Put, like, shiny baubles in its sockets, make it look pretty, give it some, you know, some hair... Put it in a nice veil, like a flowing sheet around the back of it. Whack it on a stick. <laughs> uh, and that's your Mary Lloyd. And the tradition is, you take this ghastly fucking homunculus around the local <laughs> village. You know what I mean? Love that word. Wait. <laughs> oh, me too. I'm a big fan of a homunculus. I really do. Um, <laughs> these rowdy fuckers take this fucking dead horse on a stick around the local Welsh villages, waving it in people's houses, scaring the kids. And I'm not being, you know, I'm, I, uh, this isn't for comedy value. The Mary Lloyd is mischievous. You use it to scare kids and you get all up in people's houses and you fucking whatever. And the tradition goes that you, around the homes in the village, you kind of knock on the door and you engage in this sort of, like a fucking rap battle with the people in the house. <laughs> I love that, by the way. Um, listen, I've played a lot of LucasArts games and uh, done a lot of, oh. um, you know, insult sword fighting. So <laughs> this is. I'm currently playing major. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right? And flighting is a, is a is a um, a feature of the game where you meet kind of random characters in world and you exchange rhymed kind of insults with them in it. exactly the same way as Guybrush does in Monkey Island. Love it. Um, but hey, who knew? Apparently, that was a thing in Wales. Waving a fucking dead horse at people, going into their home. And, um, you know, uh, there's theatricality there. Uh, there's community there. Um, there's folklore there. You know, it, it's tied into kind of wassailing. Is that something you've heard of? Where um, you I would... mean, kind of because of the song. Mm-hmm. Which song? The, the Here We Come Wassailing. That's the one, that's the one, that's the one. So I don't know any more words than that. Yeah. I'm only just now realizing I know no further words than that, but it was in the Claymation Christmas when I was a kid, so, you know, there's that. You demand stuff from people, right? Like, where you're like, you know, you come and you're like, hey, give me some of this drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what you do with the Mary Lloyd. Let us into your home, and, and if the rap battle goes well, uh, <laughs> and if you win, in comes Mary Lloyd into your house. Uh, cause plays fuck with your your home and your kids, and you have you know ale and pies. I assume. Oh man, I would, if I were a child and this were happening, I would be under a table somewhere hiding so quickly. <sighs> Could not entertain it. Could not. But I mean, I read about this, and it takes place in you know Swansea and Gower and Blynagwent, where literally the fucking county I'm from. And Keradigian, there are instances of, you know, folklore researchers have seen Mary Lloyd 
ceremonies happening all across Wales, all the way through the 1800s and early 1900s. And until this week, I'd never fucking heard of it in my life. Maybe there's just not enough horse heads in supply these days. Mm, possibly. I have seen some interesting footage on YouTube, though, both contemporary and archival. Um, mm. There's like a very interesting archival one. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it's from, but it's a black and white one that's on YouTube. And it's from some BBC channel. I'm assuming it's like a BBC Oh, I'd love Welsh to see that. I'd one. love to yeah. see that. And uh, it's in, just these guys standing at the door with their the horse head <laughs> doing this thing. And it's... Yeah, yeah it's doing the rap battle. In the year yeah. 2000, my uh, university, University of Wales Aberystwyth, to, to mark the millennium, what did they do? They performed the world's biggest ever Mary Lloyd. Really? Yep. And if and you've you ever been to Aber, this. I had no clue. In fact, I fucking lived there at the time, man. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, 2000, you, now were, I think you were there, right? I probably saw it going on in the street. Just didn't question it. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, if you've spent any time in ABBA, you wouldn't. It would be just like, oh, yeah, okay. That's happening today. <laughs> Fair enough. I kind of want to live in a place where you could see that happening and be like, hmm, it's Tuesday. The, the best way I could describe Aberystwyth is it's a uh, it's Twin Peaks in Wales. It's a Welsh Twin Peaks where Excellent. it's deeply isolated from the entire world around it mm. uh very beautiful um and it grabs you it's a wonderful place i will uh, have to visit it someday i'll put it on the i'd love list. you to yeah, i would yeah. love you to of places to go i mean yeah. you'll get there and you'll be like the fuck but <laughs> you've got to you've got to really spend some time there for it to yeah. work you know what i mean you've got to give it a chance <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite kind of place. Where you get there and I'm like, I don't know what to do here. And then, you know, it uncovers itself. Yes. Yes, Feels it great about that. My question is, like, just does this feel, even though this is a thing that uh, you had never heard of till recently um, and obviously hasn't been super widespread uh, in contemporary times, does this feel very Welsh to you? Uh, quintessentially, I can think of nothing more Welsh. In <laughs> fact, when I was a kid, right... And this is one of those things that you think back to, is it a memory of a memory or is it something that really happened? And you think, yeah. oh, fuck, because this seems really fucking weird. But it definitely <laughs> did happen. And Alan will confirm this. My brother, okay. Alan, uh, I know a longtime listener and friend of the cast will confirm this. Our next door neighbor when we were growing up, right, a guy called Bill, on New Year's Eve, I don't think he was fucking Scottish, <laughs> but he would, he would go around the local houses in a kilt with a fucking butter knife from his kitchen drawer in his pocket. Uh, sorry, tucked into his sock, actually. Okay. Um, why? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, on, on a few different fucking years, I remember this happening. And I'd love Alan to give us a bit more context on this. And I think the Mario Lloyd is that kind of thing. It's uh-huh. it's just it's just something that, that happened and then stopped happening. <laughs> I don't know. Phenomenal. I need to go to Wales. It's becoming clear oh it's it's wild <laughs> it, it is wild like it it's it untamed like it. you know mm. oh mark ah, Merry Christmas Corey, to you, buddy. Merry back Christmas at you. you back at you and ah uh, man in the spirit of reflection in the spirit of looking back i mean this cast is certainly one of if not the best thing to happen to me this year so thanks. hey we've still got one more before new year's right 
I thought we'd, we not going to take a week off. Oh, no, we're taking a week off. Just kidding. This is the <laughs> last one of the year. It's the last one. of You do a fucking solo if you want, but I'm not going to be here next Sunday. <laughs> I will talk to myself. <laughs> That'd be great. So it is the last one of the year. Then I agree, Mark. This has definitely been a huge highlight of the entire the entire Good. year, which may not sound like it's saying much because it's been a shit show of a year, but I mean that mm. in a way like this has been this has been great. Good. It's been really great. So thank you all for, for coming along on this journey with us. And we will be coming back at you in the new year, a little more rejuvenated, I think, maybe a little more rested. Um, and we will have more planned out rabbit holes to go down um, uh, and more movie nights to, to do together, more Discord. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Look, I can't stress enough how much fun the watch along was. And we have what it, there's uh we're looking at um a terrifier one maybe a Freddy versus Jason um you know we'll be open to suggestion as we go forward but it's really we'll cool put the, to get to hang yeah listen on the Twitter um I'm gonna bang up some photos of the Mary Lloyd just so you can see what a fucking horrific thing that is you know it's it's Boxing Day for example right and you hear a bang at your door and you see that fucking horrible thing. Uh, insulting you, you and, and insisting What's, to you be let to, into your house. We don't have that. We don't have a Boxing Day. Oh, do you not? What? Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. What do you call December the 26th then? The day after Christmas. That's, that's Boxing Day, mate. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. And somebody comes to your door? Uh, no. Fuck. Oh. In fact, anyone comes to my door on Boxing Day, they will okay. really get a piece of my mind. Like, please, <laughs> by all means, fuck off on Boxing Day. I'm eating turkey sandwiches, drinking tins, and watching telly. Nice. Okay. Sounds yeah. like we do the same thing on that. We just don't have a word for it. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I thought Boxing Day was global. No. No, it's not. <laughs> See? Every fucking week, I learn. I grow. Look at this. Yeah, I mean, you still haven't told me what Boxing Day is, so I have learned nothing. But yeah. <laughs> one of us. Because I don't know, mate. It's <laughs> it's it's just it's called Boxing Day. Why it's it called Boxing Day? I don't is. know. Okay. <laughs> it's just there. <laughs> all right, give all me right. a sec. Fuck. I'll go- all right, I'll Google it. Jesus. Uh, Boxing Day. Perfect. Here we go. It's a holiday celebrated the day after Christmas Day, thus being the second day of Christmas tide. Though it originated as a holiday to give gifts to the poor, today Boxing Day is primarily known as a shopping holiday. Thanks very fucking much. Wow. Yep. Oh, that's depressing. Oh, also, you know, Black Friday, right? Yes, I was about to say it's like Black Friday for Christmas. Then. What? Are, when you say Black Friday, what, what, what's your initial? What, what does it mean to you? It's the day after. Thanksgiving when everything opens up really really early and everybody tramples each other for presents right up (laughs) until what like four years ago right you stole Black Friday from us you stole that term right because Black Friday and I don't know if this is Welsh or what but everybody (laughs) listening to this cast who is Welsh and hear the term Black Friday it does not mean fucking you know Amazon selling you a Kindle for fucking two pounds off (laughs) Black Friday uh, is the day, and I think it was last Friday, in fact, when traditionally all of uh, kind of office-based jobs and, and kind of work would finish for Christmas uh-huh. and town would be fucking mayhem. 
that's Black Friday. It's the night I when all of the fucking... I can see how that would, yeah. I can see how that would then parties. become the consumer holiday here. Yeah. Makes perfect no, as sense in, how that translated. As in, in the night, you know what I mean? The bars, the clubs, yeah. restaurants, forget it. Yeah. Everything is shoulder to shoulder. You're packed. You can't get a drink. That's Black Friday for us. Huh. Uh, mm. Cultural exchange. You said it. Cultural exchange. Just like we said from day one. It's different voices, different perspectives. We is. have fulfilled our remit tonight, Corrigan. <laughs> Phew, we got there. Uh, so, friends, hey, have a happy holiday, whatever you're celebrating, or if you're celebrating nothing at all. If you're stuck sitting at home alone because you can't go anywhere or mm. whatever, hey, we're with you. Uh, we feel you. We feel you. We're with you. Um, so you can wrap our voices around you like a warm blanket and know we're thinking of you. Um, mm. And hey, hit us up on the Twitter um, or on Instagram, Twitter at Jack of All Graves, Instagram at Jack of All Graves Pod. You can also check out our Discord if you want to jump in and give us suggestions for anything and whatnot there. Um, and the link is in our link tree, so you can find that in the bio of all of our social stuff. Um, but otherwise, you know, hey, we'll be around. Um, and we look forward to talking to you in the new year about more things that uh, freak us out. Merry Christmas, folks. Merry Christmas and stay spooky.